the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, 5'2". It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. It's Friday night. Um, listen, full stop. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. In radio, we call this, I just don't know what happened. Your mic, Andrea, was taken off the board, but stand by. Andrea K in three, two, and... DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. All of the greatest technological innovations in which the world may actually, there may be some countries that might have actually improved upon technology, but you think of all the major technological innovations in the world that the world enjoys today came out of the United States of America, one of the youngest countries in existence today. We have been the force for the greatest level of humanitarian aid and comfort to the world since our young inception. We are also the country that has been the the world's military. And when I interviewed Major General Bob Scales on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, he said to me that you think of all the world's strife that have happened since the United States of America began. The solution has always begun with a member of the U.S. military walking the streets. And that's true. I saw a video today, and I'm not going to play clips of it because it just annoyed the crap out of me. I saw a video today of all these people asking if they were proud of America. And they're like, can you think of one thing to be proud of? Not one thing. Not one thing. Is that is that somebody that's just a jacked up far left liberal that's just signed on to the anti-American sentiment that the left is pushing? Or is that somebody that just honestly is coming out of our schools and just has not been taught that we saved the world from Nazism? That we saved the world from co- communism? That we were the ones that that shed how many hundreds of thousands of lives in order to free the Jewish people from camps in which they were being gassed or thrown into furnaces. If you can't think of one thing to be proud of in this country, why are you living here? Why are you living here? I, that's just that's just a couple of examples. Well, well, think about just the technological innovations alone. Did we not? Correct me if I'm wrong, Skins. It's been a long time since I studied American history. Are we not the country that created the light bulb, electricity, flight, the TV, the telephone? The car. The car, the cell phone. Yeah, y'all want to be hyphenated? You want to call yourself Italian-American? All right, y'all make some really nice shoes over there. Fantastic purses, handbags. I'll give y'all that. Fantastic food. I can't get me enough lasagna. But get back to me when Italy has has created technology that uh, on which the world depends. I can, I can live my life without pizza. Okay, I can live, well, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway, um, let me read a little bit more from this Gallup poll. Um. Of course, this this article goes on to say that it's possible. These this poll was taken on June one 
um, June 1 through 20. And they're saying it's possible that uh, pride in country is diminished because this poll was taken shortly after the shootings in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. Hey, what happened in Uvalde in particular, that's not an indictment of America. We still have no idea why 19 police officers stood in the hallway while children were getting picked off. Don't blame that on my country. If anything, I'm going to blame that on on the fact that uh, Democrats have weakened men in this country. Um, before 2015, no less than 55% of U.S. adults say they were extremely proud. So this has been a major shift from 55 to 38%. Um, all three major party groups show double-digit declines in pride compared with 2013, with Democrats' 30-point decline the largest. Um, Majorities of each partisan group currently say they're at least very proud of uh, 84% of Republicans, 62% of independents, and 52% of Democrats. So that's why they're, that's why they hate MAGA. MAGA is all about American pride. MAGA is all about a return. America first, right? And everything that this country was founded on, which paved the way for us to be the technological innovators for the world. Our culture has been based upon the entrepreneur spirit, which was fostered from the idea of a free market, individual liberty, that you were not guaranteed anything, whether it be a roof over your head, food to eat, or anything else. And that and and that in that spirit, that American culture is what led to the technological innovations. It also was what led to that that spirit for which we've had millions and millions and millions of of Americans volunteer to sign up and take themselves around the world to fight for the freedoms, not just of this country, but for the freedoms of other people around the world, including in countries that currently want to take us out. Countries that hate us. And then, of course, humanitarian effort. I mean, we are the most philanthropic com- uh, uh, citizens in the world, whether it's through our military or whether it's through, you know, if there's an earthquake in Haiti, some landslide somewhere. Is it not the American people skins just opening up their pocketbooks and just giving and giving and giving to citizens around the world? In fact, voluntarily, on top of the fact that our taxpayer dollars are taken from us by the U.S. government and given and, and dispensed around the world in aid, even to countries who should not be receiving aid like Pakistan. Yeah, we're the most giving nation on this planet. Yeah, absolutely. So my pride continues, and especially given the fact that I'm seeing a movement back towards America first, and that included some SCOTUS rulings. There's actually a few more that have come out today, some of which are controversial. In fact, Gorsuch is not particularly happy with one of the rulings that came out today. I think it's a win for states' rights. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to bust Gorsuch too much on it because he did the, he did something that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. He joined in to overturn Roe v. Wade. And let me tell you, if there's ever a time to be proud in this country. That's it. it. That's it. it to, be, to be proud that for the first time in 50 years, we're, we're not only returning freedom back to the state level, putting the government back in the hands of the people, but it's on an issue in which I don't know how many right now, how many hundreds, if not thousands or more children right now, their lives have been spared because of this ruling our country was not founded on the idea our uh, let me say it this way we were founded on the idea of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness it gave me hope andrea because you and i both did not expect it to turn out the way that it did right and what it means ultimately for this country is a return to what it was founded on life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and what is the first of those 
It's life. And when they could change the culture of the United States of America, one from what was based on Judeo-Christian principles and values that respected life, that loved life. It's why our U.S. military volunteered themselves and gave up their lives to fight for our freedoms. Life and the preservation of life and what it means for Americans and the world that is the underpinnings of everything that has to do with our society and that's why they wanted to take it away from us through through Roe through Roe and through the Supreme Court where ultimately their plan was was to keep it permanent and so much of the cultural fallout this poll they think reflects Uvalde uh, Buffalo shootings there was a shooting tonight in which in Kentucky in which two police officers died others were wounded in a multi-hour shootout with a guy that they were there to to uh, serve domestic violence uh, orders against so much of this kind of violence and this culture was born out of that Roe decision it did so much to damage. It did so much be even beyond just the 65 million babies that were slaughtered. It, it, it led to a culture of violence and demonization of fellow citizens, complete removal of God from society. So that's one reason to be, if no other reason to be proud of America this weekend. I'm proud of that. I'm proud that this country is resilient enough to turn back kind of like we were almost like the Titanic heading to the iceberg. And I almost feel like in some ways SCOTUS overturning Roe turned the ship around. We're going to take a little skinny, skinny, tiny little break and we come back. Uh, We're going to share with you the shocking revelation. And I mean, really shocking from this Biden advisor who went on, on the media and revealed what they've been trying really hard to keep you from knowing. What does it mean? Why are they, why are they finally being open and honest about it? We'll share this story with you when we come back. So don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, you know who's telling it like it is, is this Biden advisor who went on CNN and decided to tell the truth about the goal here behind the Biden administration and the war on energy and the war on gas prices. I think that they, if it, for those of us who've been paying attention, I think he said the quiet part out loud. Although the the panic on the part of the Democrats, I was thinking, did, did he do that on purpose? Because eventually you've kind of got to start getting the, when you're at the point to where your agenda is creating so much pain that you're thinking that it's going to cost you at the polls, then what you have to do is you have to start easing. First, you it's um, if you're con, if you're a con artist, you know, first you soften the mark, right? Then you kind of you kind of start implementing the con onto the people. And then when they're starting to figure it out, you've got to start kind of coming clean with them a little bit in a way that you're beginning to justify it, to keep them in on it, right? And that's kind of, I was thinking maybe that's where we're at with this and why this Biden advisor would go on CNN and admit the truth and what's behind these gas prices. But given to seeing some of the Democrat reactions to what he had to say, I don't think they're at the point to where they really want the American people. They're not at the phase and the con to where they're really wanting to, or they feel like they've got to start admitting a little bit to try to persuade and convince people that they need to stay in on it, that this con is actually good for them. 
This Biden advisor's name is Brian Deese. He is the director of the White House National Economic Council. And he was asked about what they should say to the American people that cannot afford the almost $5 a gallon gallon of gas uh, for months, if not for years. Uh, this was his response. Skins, please play clip one. Well, what do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. About the liberal world order. That just pretty much says it all, doesn't it? This is about the liberal world order. Basically, he's admitting that we're not conspiracy theorists, right? It's not a conspiracy theory if it's true. And what's been true from day one since he took office and shut down the Keystone Pipeline and removed the sanctions from Russia was that they wanted gas prices to spike. Obama talked about it during his presidency. He practically baited. He did bait Putin into going into Ukraine so he would have an excuse for it, knowing that the proxy war then with continued sanctions and increasing sanctions on Russia was only going to line the pockets of Russia and kill us at the pump, providing the pain that they felt that they needed in order to get us to go along with their plan, not unlike the COVID strategy skins, by taking your job away from you, forcing you, locking you into your home, and may even, you know, where it, when you were allowed out to, to wear a mask, that that misery, and they even talked about it at that point, that that misery would convince you at some point to put your arm out for the shot. And that's what's going on here. Now, do you think, before I give some responses, Skins, do you think that this is, that there was intention and strategy behind this, or do you think he just was a leak and he overstepped and said no, something I he shouldn't? No, I, I disagree, disagree with you slightly. I think they're starting to slightly show their hand, and they're going to continue to do this uh, sporadically. Yeah, I think that, I think that it's, it, they can no longer, the, blaming it on Russia isn't working. Blaming on Russia isn't working. They're they're go, they're going to have to shift to start justifying it. Basically, telling you, suck it up, suck it up. There's something more important down the road than your misery, and it involves the Great Reset, which is what this has always been about. The Green New Deal that AOC tried to push through with Bernie Sanders. You read the language of that. It had nothing to do, almost nothing had had anything at all to do with energy and everything to do with income inequity, LBGTQ rights control over what kind of car you drove and what kind of thermostat you drove, what kind of toilet you're allowed to have, what kind of washing machine you're allowed to have. Every bit of it is and has been about control. Here's I I felt that some of the responses from some people were interesting because this was an opportunity today for key leaders in the Republican Party, the Republican Party in general, to come out really hard against the Biden administration. When we today, by the way, happy gas tax increase in the state of California Day. Um, we know that this Fourth of July weekend, half the people who, if they can afford to have a barbecue, um, you know, might be sitting around snacking on, um, you know, white bread uh, and some cans of, of beans. Probably can't even afford meat because meat's gone up 36%. Um, this was an incredible opportunity today for the Republican Party, if they'd been smart as a party, to come out and say, see America, see America, they want you in pain. Couple of responses. Ted Cruz. Let's see what Ted Cruz had to say here. He had to say completely out of touch. Um, I don't think this has anything to do with being completely out of touch. 
What was revealed today was strategy. It was Cloward Piven intentional inflicting pain on citizens for power. So Cruz failed me, failed me in my opinion, in that. Are they out of touch? No, they're not out of touch. They know dang well how uh, the misery you're in, and they want it. Somebody said another great election slogan for Dems and Biden. Hey, America, suck it up for the liberal world order. Um, this from a Democrat, which I thought was very telling. Anyone who says Democrats do not have a messaging problem is a moron. We do. It's real. And self-inflicted wounds like this one on national TV four months before the midterms hurt. Yeah, there's a lot of Democrats that don't want the truth to be revealed out there. And this was a tremendous opportunity for the Republicans. Somebody said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but we are actively under attack by global elites. That was the redheaded libertarian. Um, Hello. Who, you know, who didn't know this before, but certainly you should know it now. Um, Now we get into some of the justifications, which I think might be a part of the strategy. Somebody said democracy. Just say democracy. We are helping defend a democratic uh, country. Stop talking to Americans as as if they read foreign policy magazines. So, again, this is um, this is how they're trying to spin it. They're literally trying to say that the phrase, get the skins, liberal world, liberal world order is actually some form of foreign policy military expression that comes in line when you're defending another government. You follow? I follow, but it's, in reality, it's just another term for the new world order. They're just rebranding so people don't freak out. Well, it's insulting to me to try to tell me the liberal world order has anything to do with Ukraine, right? Um, some people see the phrase liberal world, world order and think of some, quote, wide range of grand conspiracy theories about a cabal of the world's elites. Well, no, that's exactly what it is. It is a phrase that typically refers to countries that have liberal governments and economic policies in the classical sense of limited government intervention and a focus on civil liberties as opposed to oppressive regimes. Man, you know, take that kind of nonsense and, you know, spew it up at, you know, Berkeley because the, the rest of us, you know, do know what's going on here. And anyway, th- I, I say thank you. Should I make him a nominee for Year of the Week that he spoke the truth as Brian D. Sky? Truth is truth. You know, it's also a part of this liberal new world order. Where um, they basically put you under technocracy to where your every aspect of your life is being reviewed digitally by the government in regards to your social credit score. Are you up to date on your shots? Are you are you spewing the right the the right opinion on all of the socials? Um, do you so do, if you are a business owner, small business owner, is your company following the ESG guidelines? Right. They're also the the also the plan is that you be eating the right foods that they want you to eat. Complete control. They ultimately want, and this isn't conspiracy. This is the game plan. There's a reason why Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland and producing all the food and cr- manufacturing uh, um, plants to make bio meats. Right. The plan for the future is that we have these things called smart cities and everybody who lives in these cities and this is the plan for americans is to move us all into smart cities in fact they've there's some land that's been bought up in arizona not a conspiracy is that you'll live in these communities all of your products and your services will be within this community and your products will be provided by amazon which is one of one of the benefits for covid lockdowns and shutting down small business that's where all of your medical care would be your drug store your grocery store your entire life will be digital digital and then you will be able to go up and before you're able to buy anything they're going to be checking you and this is already going on in china 
And if you don't believe that's what the plan is, ultimately, North Dakota actually upheld Bill Gates's right to purchase three and a half million dollar farmland. So he is continuing. I think right now he owns, um, I think, over, is it over 60 percent of all of the farmland in this country skins? It, I don't know the percentage, but it's high. It's super high. It's super high. So why would Bill Gates, Mr. New World Order, Mr. Uh, you know, um, vaccine supporter, and has already stated that he is for reducing the population and that we need to go to trans- – that all ethical businesses and all ethical citizens will move to bio meats. Why would he be buying up all this farmland? It's not a conspiracy if it's true. All right. We're going to take a break. It's time for Bob Walters when we come back. On this Friday before 4th of July weekend, what do you love about America? You can let us know at 888-344-1170. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. What does July 4th mean to me? Well, out here in South Dakota, it stands for freedom. And what we fought for to get there. And we can never give up the fight for freedom. It's a constant process. You have to fight for freedom on a daily basis and have constant vigilance, my friends. From South Dakota, this is the old Reb. Have a good day. Well, thank you. Thank you, old Reb. I am loving that call. That's on our 24-hour call line. 844-814-5227 if you want to give us a call uh, 24 hours a day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day of the week. Call me anytime. Don't call me at nights and don't call me on the weekends, but call me anytime I used to tell people in my sales days. Anyway, you know who's fighting for our freedoms every day and has been for years? It's Bob Walters. The battle, he recognized before anybody that the battle for the future of this country was actually going on in the schools. And he is, he's our honorary week, uh, uh, hero of the week. And he joins me again tonight, even though it's 4th of July weekend. Thank you for being here, Bob Walters. Call sign Don Quixote. What happened to What happened to Bob? I'm there. Oh, there you, you are. Hear me? I, I can hear you now. You missed my fabulous inter- introduction. I hope you didn't miss it. I heard the fabulous interview or oh. introduction. Maybe he was just so enamored with the introduction, he was just basking in the glory. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Particularly with his call sign. All right. Well, you are our honorary hero of the week because you are fighting all day, every day for the future of this country, which is involving our kids and our schools. And thank you for being here on this Friday night for a holiday weekend, because I know you probably got lots of things you could be doing. So kick us off. Uh, what do you got for this this week? Well, I got some good news. It's always good to have first. Uh, the Arizona legislature answering the governor's call passed a bill to expand eligibility for the state's empowerment scholarship accounts to all students to pay for private school, religious school, tutoring, textbooks, homeschooling, and career courses of various types, along with therapy for special needs kids. You know, it's amazing that our initiative, I don't think, succeeded, and our governor, of course, would never do anything that would allow money to go to private schools or anybody to be encouraged not to go to public schools. But they did that in Arizona, just passed. Well, that, kind of, that's fantastic. Kind of and to go to school they want to. Right. Well, that's awesome. And I heard somebody, you know, there's all these people saying, oh, there's got to be separation of church and state. They shouldn't be able to take this money to go into private schools. Well, the, 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 
the beneficiary of this money is the taxpayer. That's who's getting this money, and they ought to be able to use it anywhere they, they choose. And so the separation of church and state argument doesn't hold up when it comes to school choice. So congratulations, Arizona, for doing the right thing for kids. I agree. He got the Supreme Court sides with the football coach who wanted to pray on the field but was fired for doing so at Washington State. The coach, Joseph Kennedy, has had a three-year battle to win this, but he did win. Mm-hmm. The beauty of this case is it, it really opens the door for government to not interfere with religion being practiced by private people on a, on a public campus. Well, it actually even, uh, it, it, in my opinion, could even be bigger than that. And how, what a hero he is, because he could have just gone away, right, and, yeah. and and found a job someplace else. But he, one man can da- make a difference, continue to make a difference in the United States of America, unlike other countries around the world. And there are some legal analysts who say that this not only made it possible for, uh, you know, workers on um, public land, but all employees in general. And, and and I think it's such a big story that should have gotten even more attention than it got um, because the left is hysterical over it and saying that this guy was just doing this for show and, and they had to attack him. And, of course, he's a former Marine. And so he just um, – to think that one person – look at the impact that one person can still have – across a country with 300 million people and and he's a christian obviously and then i heard an interview with him the other day that he gives all glory to god so great story bob thank you for um bringing it to us yeah and that's a good lesson for all of us in this country to yeah try to rise to his behavior okay then you got the florida department of education which of course is really in the spearhead of doing a lot of good things Mm -hmm. has rejected 41 percent of the math textbooks they reviewed from all the schools in the state. Reasons range from side focus on Common Core, CRT, social emo- emotional learning, and a host of other things to do nothing to do with math. So they eliminated 54 of the 132 textbooks now in the districts, and <laughs> it's 40 percent of them were rejected. That's unbelievable. And the sh- scary thing is that that's a strong right-wing governor who's really doing a job for America and his kids. Yes. wonder how many other states have got this same problem with infiltrated math textbooks that have nothing to do with math, but only to do with social engineering. Probably every, it's probably every school district that has it. Yep, I'm sure. So heads up, everybody. Demand that a review of the textbook, math textbooks be, re- be conducted in your state. Uh, well, actually, why not every parent should be reading every textbook that comes into their home? Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't have, I would not have my kid look at one, one textbook until I reviewed it first. That's smart to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, Whatever. then you got a latest poll conducted by University of Massachusetts of about 25,000 people, and with the vast majority of those surveyed strongly opposed forcing kids to use gender pronouns and solidly against giving kids books which discuss transgender issues for K-6 to and otherwise want to sexualize all the kids. And it needs to stop. And that's what the general public voted for in this survey that was done well, nationwide. Well, yeah, I mean, this is not popular among, um, among the parents. That's why they got to hide it. That's why you got all these... Uh, videos going around of of these these quote educators bragging about how you know they're they're trying to you know um, 
indoctrinate outside the parents' knowledge. And that's why the Dem- there's Democrat legislatures around the country that are trying to put legislation in place to actually uh, make it illegal for school teachers to tell parents what's going on or or even, you know, um, to make it um, to where it's illegal for parents to even step in and intercede uh, when a school is putting their kids uh, towards um, in- indoctrinating them into transgenderism. I think you reported a few weeks ago or a couple months ago about a, a woman here in California who said that the school got between her and her daughter pushing this transgenderism stuff and her daughter ended up killing herself and committing suicide. Yes, it's true. Yeah. It's pretty disgusting. Uh all right, some college crazies to kind of change the atmosphere. Yes, please. A report from the National Federal Reserve last month showed that 60% of student borrowers made zero payments in the past two years during the student loan freeze program, which ended August 31st, coming up. They had expected 10 to 20% of the kids would delay paying because they were having trouble and issues. Instead, it's 60%. That's aside from the $8 billion of student loan debt that was forgiven by, wow. by the past two weeks. Wow. You know, and there's probably not, I don't know how many, how many millions of people that is, but there's probably not, what, maybe two or three that actually was, was uh, pursuing a legitimate degree. Because we know half of, these, half of this is people pursuing, you know, this gender studies nonsense. Right. So um, this is just when when we're in such dire economic conditions in this country, it's just absolutely appalling that this is going on. And um, we we and also the the parents, too. It's not even just these kids. Who are these parents that are pushing these kids into going yeah. to these colleges and universities, knowing these kids don't have the aptitude, the intention, the, the desire, pursuing something that's academically worthy of the of the debt? Um, you know, I, I think that I, I think that if somebody's 18 or 17 and is, and is taken on debt, the parents need to co-sign and be held to it. I think so, too, because right now it's a free ride. Yeah. And it shouldn't, we're all having to pay our part of their debt obligation, which is wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right. You got 2,000, T-O-W-S-O-N, 2,000 university dormitories that were once named for signers of the Declaration of Independence in Maryland. They were get rid of them. They want to rechange the name to uh, Marvis Barnes and Myra Harris, the university's first two black graduates. That's instead of the people who signed the Declaration of Independence because they each had one or two slaves in their household. <laughs> um, you know. Look, I mean, you know, is it the worst thing in the world that, you know, you want to commemorate or and somehow the first two black graduates from your school? I don't have a problem with that if you want to do that. Not at all. Put up a plaque, right? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, my old boyfriend's mother was the first cheerleader ever at LSU and her jersey hangs in the hallway. And you know what? Yay. You know, that's fantastic. You know, they, I, I'm glad they didn't rename the athletic center for her. That would be ridiculous. Well... And here you got Cornell University, who removed Lincoln's bust after it's been there over 120 years because they got one student out of 18,000 who complained about the Lincoln statue and bust being on the campus. So they got rid of it yesterday. Wow. They got rid of Lincoln's statue? Yeah. Is that what you said? For real? Student. That was all of, that's all it cursed it. Well, all right. You know what? We're going to take a break. This is a good time to take a break. I mean, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, people. I know. That's who we're, we're taking off of school? 
Wow. All right. We, we're going to take a break, but don't you go anywhere. we got more coming up. 888-344-1170. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Appreciate y'all so much and appreciate Bob Walters who's sticking through the break. So stay with us. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Rolling along with Bob Walters, finishing out our first hour of this Friday edition of The Andrea K Show. Bob, as you know, is our education contributor and our honorary hero of every week because of how he fights so hard for the kids. All right, my dear Bob, finish okay. us out for this week. Give us some more college crazies. Okay, despite the fact that Harvard is seen as one of the most woke universities in the nation, it has decided to have segregated graduation ceremonies for blacks so they can have their own event and not be integrated with the white students. Wow. So segregation, which they've been screaming against for 100 years at at Harvard and doing everything they can to get as left-wing as they can, they went ahead and reinstituted segregation. Nice. Makes sense. You know, the left claims that they call themselves, quote, progressives. Is there anything progressive about taking us back to segregation and, and fostering hatred and, and, and racism between people? Absolutely not. Just like their economic progress is really just communism. It's just crazy. Why, and, and did anybody participate in this? Well, so far as the graduation ceremony, the blacks did have their own event last month. So they hosted a blacks only, only event. Correct. They're racist. So the real race are the liberals, not not our side. I agree. All right. Then you got reverse discrimination versus affirmative action is about to heat up at the University of Texas on the admission policy. Two white students filed the case claiming they were excluded from admission due to the preference for blacks. So (laughs) I didn't think that would be true in, in Texas also, but apparently it is. So the lawsuit was just filed. We'll see what happens to it. I'll keep track of it. Okay. But there's another example of discrimination activity going on by the liberals who run these universities. Lots of liberalism going on in Texas. Don't be fooled. It is a purple state. I know. Mm-hmm. Then you got three retired U.S. military officers who signed a letter entitled Concerned Graduates of West Point and the Long Gray Line, which protested mandatory vaccines, CRT classes, LGBT ideals, and progressive political activism, and other woke actions in the military. They believe all of this is endangering the principal goals of West Point, which has been to build a military leadership which can focus on its duty to win battles and have honor and respect for the country and prepare for helping defend America against any aggression. That's no longer the focus. Wow, yeah. Uh, you know, in other words, its focus is not militarily. No. Regrettably not. It's not about defense. Its focus is 100% wokeism and um, far-left Marxist, cultural Marxist ideology. And that's frightening because there was a time in our country to where we felt like um, that we we weren't just protected by the Second Amendment, but by a U.S. military that would stand in the gap between us and a government coming to, to attack us. And this push to change the culture of the military is to, and to indoctrinate them into to push out and purge out anybody traditionally American in the in the U.S. military and whose focus is to uphold the Constitution and replace them um, with these political um, 
people and political soldiers is frightening to me. Well, and here's a, here's a couple of side issues on that. Next week, 40,000 soldiers will be eliminated from the military because they wouldn't get their shot. Even if they'd already had the disease or had religious reasons, they're being eliminated. 40,000, 20% of our entire army is going to be dissipated and thrown on the street. You know, Bob, I don't even know why they offer religious exemptions when most of the time they're not even accepted anyway. Well, the, uh, yeah, and the exemption should be because unlike um, mumps or measles or rubella or polio or whatever the other vaccines are, this they were these are not vaccines. They're shots. A vaccine stops you from getting something. These are these don't stop you from getting or giving it. This is a no. this is a a tool, uh, a weapon for control. This is this is the purge test. And they want out. They they want those forty thousand uh, to to leave if because that is is getting rid of and purging out. They know what the they stand for. Yeah, they know what they stand for, and that's really what the what the shot test was all about. Now yeah. I know Marsha Blackburn is to, is trying to introduce some legislation to protect them, but she seems to be uh, a lone a lone wolf in that regard. I'm afraid so. All right, then you got uh, dozens of citizens who opposed the San Diego County ordinance which redefined women and allows transsexual men to share intimate places with women in bathrooms, single-sex places, and compete with them in women's sports of all types. This is San Diego County Ordinance that would apply to all schools. Wow. This is based on the United Nations Bill of Rights for Transgender Males. Crazy. We, you know, y'all got to get out and vote this coming election and vote some of these crazy county supervisors and city and city council members to try to to try to to reverse this kind of insanity going on in San Diego County. We got about 30 seconds left, Bob. Anything else you want to share? Well, uh, Anaheim Union High School District pays four thousand dollars to a political ally of the superintendent for eight hours of ethnic studies training. <laughs> workshop for teachers it's 30 grand for eight hours nice gig oh yeah nice gig all right now we got to remind everybody we the kids dot us everyone to we the kids dot us bob love you have a happy fourth of july thank you for being our honorary hero of the week and for all you do to fight for kids and for freedoms we appreciate you so much have a nice weekend you too hon all right now y'all stay tuned we got another round. What? Who glued themselves to a painting in the name of climate change? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.